You're listening to The Plastic Surgery Revolution with Dr. Stephen Davis, the one and only podcast that discusses modern plastic surgery and leaves you looking great and feeling better. Welcome everyone to The Plastic Surgery Revolution. I'm your host, Dr. Stephen Davis, board-certified plastic surgeon. So sticking with our theme and our little mini-series, I wanted to hit hair transplants. And I really want to go over this because um, the whole process has become extremely elegant. Uh, way back when, when I was coming out of my residency program, um, we were doing hair transplants and, and they could really look great and they could turn out really wonderful. But the way it was being done really left a lot to be desired for certain people. And the what I'm referring to is if you're coming in with a wonderful um, donor area of hair, and let's define what we're talking about. In the back of your head, if you're um, looking at your overall landscape of what your male pattern of balding looks like, and even in some women that we've been doing our hair transplants with, the zone that we usually want to use for the future of growing your hair happens to be behind your head, in the scalp, in the zones from about the tops of your ears down to where your neck would maybe start. And in that zone and around that same section near the top of your ears, that's really the best hairs to use for a hair transplant. Now, I'm sure many of you have friends, family members, or just know someone that had one once before, or you may have even have seen them. And years ago, and we still use them occasionally, when we talk about a strip graft, what that actually means is that we're taking a strip of hair from that area in the back of your head and inside of that strip, and when I say we're taking a strip, we literally are cutting out a wedge of hair follicles that are all together with the skin. And that whole piece can then be divvied up to be used to transplant into the front of your scalp or using it to make a better hairline or to do things with that hair where you're losing it, where you're not you know, having as much density as you'd like to have. The issue has always been, however, that when you do that strip graft, not only are you leaving a scar on the back of the head, but you really are at this point confined to whatever hairs were in that strip. Now you have to use those hairs. Now, some of them may be very healthy and very good, and they would be wonderful to be transplanted. Others, however, may not be so great. But because you took that strip, that's what you have to work with. And that's why some of the results were not always as fruitful or as um, percentage-wise, if you will, as perfect as nowadays when we're actually doing more of what we call the follicular unit 
extraction, meaning underneath magnification, we can actually choose again from that same zone in the back of the head we can actually go after individual hair follicles of exactly the kind that we need to create the look that we're going for for you. So let me be a little bit more specific. Let's say, for instance, you want to create a better hairline. We want to use hairs that are very intricate, that are individual hairs that grow out of your scalp as singlets or individual hair follicles. We're not looking for a cluster. We're looking for more individual hair follicles so they'll look very natural in the very front of your hairline. So during the choosing process of this follicular unit extraction, I can actually go around and choose exactly the kinds of hair follicles that are exiting your scalp that will give me the ability to create that hairline that's very natural. Okay, let's say you need also to create some density in the middle part of the top of your head. Well, in that case, we could go after hair follicles that grow out of your scalp in couplets or triplets so that we're creating more density. And again, we can be very specific about choosing which ones we want for the pattern that we're trying to establish in your particular hair. So this has created a real elegant way of doing this procedure, number one. And number two, it's very efficient because we're not wasting any hairs at all. Because let's be honest, as you continue to age, be it a male or a female, if you're predestined to have some hair loss, the hair transplantation is not halting that progression of losing hair. We're just trying to take it from where we know it's going to continue to grow and transplant it into an area where we know you're losing it. So in that sense, we don't want to waste any of that donor hair. So doing it with this follicular unit extraction allows us to do it in such a manner so that we really are not losing the ability to cultivate a look that you want without wasting any of those hairs because down the road, you may need another hair transplant. Down the road, as you get older, we may want to use more of that hair from that donor zone and now put it in, let's say, the crown of your head where you may start to lose it. So all in all, what we're doing with the latest versions of hair transplantation is being as elegant and precise as possible and not wasting any of that great donor hair that, again, is basically the lifeblood of what we can do to create the look that you're going for. And as you get older, you may definitely require additional procedures. And once you have depleted that zone of donor hair, we really don't have a lot of other options. 
So choosing somebody that's doing this hair transplant, either with a neograft type of procedure or when we're using this follicular unit extraction, I think it's really, really important to seek something like that out. Now, if you're someone that just has tons of donor hair and it's very dense and very thick and you feel like you just want to use some of that hair in a certain area and you're pretty much you know, resigned to the fact that you're okay with having a scar in the back of your head, a strip graft is still going to work. I'm just saying that over the course of my years of doing this, I found that this creates a much more elegant way of doing the procedure. The, um, the amount of discomfort is so minimal at this point that it really is a wonderful procedure. And the last thing that I want to add about this so that you really understand maybe more of the nuances of hair transplants than you ever thought before, don't think that you need to have a complete hair transplantation all over your scalp in order to make this happen. Over the past, I'd say, year and a half, we've done many women and many men who just really wanted to add some additional density to the alcoves, let's say, of their hair. Uh, right where like the the front of your hairline is starting to like recede and it's not really catching up to where that temporal area is on the sides, we can just put a smaller number of hair follicles in that area. In some women that have lost eyebrows, and this could be you, you know, due to some illness or other things, we can actually transplant these individual hair follicles and make beautiful uh, eyebrows. So don't think that the hair restoration procedures or the hair transplant procedures have to be on someone who really looks like they're bald. It has to do with where you would like to place these hairs to get the look that you're going for. And it can be done nowadays in such an elegant fashion that we can take very small amounts of hair in individual uh, follicles and transplant them exactly where you'd like them to be. You've been listening to The Plastic Surgery Revolution. I'm your host, Dr. Stephen Davis, and I'll be with you again next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to The Plastic Surgery Revolution with Dr. Stephen Davis. Please subscribe to our show in iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or whatever app you use to listen to podcasts. Keep listening, looking great, and feeling better.